Hello, welcome to a beautiful podcast to fall in love, an unofficial Bachelor Nation show from TV Guide. I'm Liam Matthews, and joining me in TV Guide Mansion is my co-host from Ari Season and Bachelor in Paradise. It's Colton Underwood's number one fan, Jacqueline Trumbull. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> We've done a 180 on good old Colton this this uh, season. I'm going to love talking about Colton yeah. in today's episode. Yeah, this was a great, it was a great episode. It was a great, you know, season finale, part two. And, you know, I forgot to say uh, during yesterday's episode, um, welcome to new listeners from Reality Steve. We heard Jacqueline on Reality Steve last week, and uh, maybe you're checking us out this week. We're happy to have you. Welcome. We'll try to be extra funny for you. We'll try to be extra funny for you. <laughs> so this, yeah, it was the, the final finale, and it was the most dramatic season finale of any show ever. The Sopranos, suck it. The Game of Thrones finale that's yeah, coming Breaking up Bad, won't be uh-uh. able to compare. Nah. Colton and Cassie reconciled and agreed to take it day by day. Cassie met Colton's family, who were trepidatious, but this is what Colton wanted. So, And then they went to the fantasy suite where everything changed, I guess. And in the present, <laughs> uh, Colton and Cassie are dating, but not engaged or living together. He gave her the final rose that he never managed to give her in the confusion of the, the last week. And then Air Supply played. Our favorite band. Uh, and then for the last 25 minutes, Hannah B. started her Bachelorette season and uh, gave a rose to a guy who rapped at her. I really watched this episode in the exact right headspace. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, so my experience of it may have been completely different from yours. And I just, I loved every single moment of it. But listening to this recap, I realized it really was amazing. <laughs> 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 I mean... <laughs> well, let's talk about it. There are just so many components. Yeah. Like, then they went to the fantasy suite where everything changed, <laughs> and suddenly they're both like crazy in yeah. love. Like, that's not how I expected that to necessarily. No, there was a lot of stuff that did not happen how I expected it to, which is great. Right. Oh, my God. It was so good. So, let's start, you know, talking about uh, how do you think Colton did this episode? I mean, he did great. You know, I feel like I peered into his soul this episode. Like, I get Colton, and he is such a dork. Like, <laughs> oh my God, is he a dork? His mannerisms, you know, and his the thing he does with his mouth every time he finishes a sentence where he kind of purses his lips in the like just dorkiest little he way. He does. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. I'm doing it now, but <laughs> you, you can't see it, but I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, so I've made my decision. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like a little tick that uh, he has. Oh my God. He's. So sweet. I mean, I've been saying this now for weeks, but I mean, and it's in kind of an off-putting way, but because every time he would look at her with that absolute, just earnest, just sheer love, you know, like I kind of wanted to shiver out of my skin, but that is probably why I'm single. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can't accept someone loving you the way Colton would love you. I just need a little bit more... Yeah, like antagonism or something in there. Right. I mean, he really, he had the classic puppy dog eyes. Oh, puppy dog eyes. Cassie just basked in it. And it was amazing seeing her transformation from being like really uncomfortable with it to just, she like changed into a new person. We'll get there next. Yeah. I mean, I thought Colton did great. It was just kind of nice to see something uh, work out. Like I was kind of primed for it not to work out and going to be okay with that. But then like. You know, he was just like, no, this is going to work out. And then it did. I think when I was pretty sure that they were going to end up together, I thought that was kind of lame because I I wasn't buying it. But Mm. now I like completely am sold. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it was so genuine and legitimate and they look more in love than like any other couple ever. Yeah. What a great ending. That was amazing. 
Right. I mean, they broke the rules because they are so in love, it seems like. Like, they were allowed to just date at the end of this, which most people don't get to do because <laughs> they were just like, no, this is how it has to be. Uh-huh. We can't get engaged yet. They Jimmy Kimmel did give them a Neil Lane ring. Yeah. Should they choose to use it? But no, they've just been dating for a couple of months, having like a semi-normal relationship, I think. Yeah. They see each other, you know, once a week or so. They got the happy couple weekends like every weekend sounds like, which is more than Yeah, that's great. more than most. I wonder what the contract does say for the lead, whether they do have to get engaged. I know what it did for the New Zealand bachelor contract, but I don't know. Oh. Yeah. He had to get engaged. He had to give a ring. He had to give a ring. Yeah. Jordan famously flipped a coin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To uh Jordan from New Zealand. Flipped a coin. He didn't want to get engaged to either of them, right? Oops. <laughs> but uh, you probably don't have to. Right. We obviously don't know what the contract says, but probably not. But I think it's implied. <laughs> <laughs> Every step of the way, it is implied that you get, in, you get engaged at the end of this. <laughs> the thing with Colton, though, this in this episode was like if it didn't end like perfectly the way it did, yeah, it would have been like everything he did would have been so sad and embarrassing. Well. I mean, I texted you last night, but for the first half of the show, this looked like a hostage situation yeah, right. to me. It was nuts. Yeah. And I don't mean like they were literally forcing her to stay, but that she was sort of emotionally coerced into staying. Mm -hmm. Because how terrible would it have been if she'd been like, nah, man, I'm not willing to give this another shot. Yeah. Peace. Or like, no, I don't want to meet your family. I mean, there's just so many steps along the way where she was sort of. She kind of seemed like she's like, I don't want to be doing this. No, she didn't. Yeah. yeah. Now, we didn't see her father leave. So it is possible <laughs> that the producers were holding her father hostage until she yeah <laughs> until she went along until the end of the show. Right. There's like a holding cell where like they you meet you his with... parents or you will never see your father again. <laughs> <laughs> what was that thing that he's like uh hopefully she'll be in love with me by the end of the week. Okay. It's like I'm not trying to speed you up or I'm like like we'll take this day by day. We'll take it as, you know, as long as it needs to take. <laughs> But hopefully by the end of the week. <laughs> well, they yeah, they act like there is some love meter, like a thermometer that just fills up as you go. And like typically it gets filled up after rappelling down the side of a cliff, you know? <laughs> I mean, what an odd thing is Cassie's like all the way out 48 hours ago. And yeah. now she's like, yeah, I'm not feeling him. And uh, that family dinner was super awkward and I don't want to be here. But maybe if we rappel down a cliff edge, <laughs> I'll be in love with him. By yeah. the end of the day yeah. and ready to take his virginity. That is what I'm talking about with this recap. It, that, it, this episode was bananas. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> so they rappelled down this cliff in the wrong shoes. <laughs> you know, they were like heads. Uh -huh. And Colton might have had on boots even. Like, what are you doing? And then uh, they get down to the bottom and Cassie says, I just don't know if I'm ready for a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yo. It's the last week of The Bachelor. How did you, shouldn't have this have come up earlier? I don't know. Her whole thing was that she didn't want her life to be taken over by this all-encompassing relationship. And when Colton looks at you, he, was, he looks like he's yeah. going to like lick your face and then eat you. Yeah. Like that would be an all-encompassing relationship. So I don't completely That's fair, her. actually. Yeah, that's a really, that's a very good point. Like I was scared. I had vicarious fear yeah. every time he would look at her. Please. Yeah, this is going to be Colton's thing. He's going to work out and he's going to be in this relationship. That's his <laughs> life. So I got that. Yeah, it's still early. We'll see how she, uh, you know, how it goes. But 
Also, the conversation they had on the bench was exactly like a Hallmark movie ending. Like he was saying, <laughs> he was just shoving cliches in her yeah. face and then she was eating them and then you'd get these gorgeous shots of her they face. Looked be- they both yeah. looked beautiful. I know, it was, yeah. it was wild. Yeah, I noticed in that there was a close up of Colton's face and it looked like he had a little earring scar. I think Colton used to have an earring. Oh, oh what a loser. <laughs> That might be fake news, but it, it just looked like that to me. There were a lot of cliches. Uh huh. They said, we're going to take it day by day, probably 400 times. <laughs> they said it more than Chris Harrison said, this is the most dramatic finale of all time. Yeah. Day by day. That's all I can think about. Godspell. So how do you think Chris Harrison did this episode? I didn't even notice him, really. Oh, no? I mean, he kept, he kept harping on his virginity again. Yeah, I was not into it. I was so glad that they did not tell him at the end. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to know, but at the same time, I you do know. Yeah. I mean, by now they have for sure. Yeah. In yeah. the fantasy suite, I don't think we need to know. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You don't need to know. I kind of hope they didn't. Well, no, I hope they did because that's, <laughs> that's better for my own gratification. Yeah. But, she needed to know but, what she was working but with. But what? Okay. Size limitations, yes. But you're not going to gather any other information from yeah. taking somebody's virginity. That's true. That's true. You have to do it like a thousand times. Yeah. Or even, I mean, just to be like, I mean, you could kind of know whether like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not into this with this person. Look, all sex that I had before the age of 22 was bad. All the sex I had after the age of 22 was good. But it's not because I was 22. It's because I started dating men who were aged 35 to 45. So oh, okay. that is the span of time it takes. How old are you now, Liam? <laughs> I'm 29. All right. All right. You got six years to six go. Six years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to get to get good. Okay. Maybe 30. Maybe 30. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still not there either yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a little ego deflating here. No, we're good. <laughs> um, no, but Chris Harrison was just, yeah, he was harping on it. I thought he was funny. He said some funny stuff. He said, my favorite Chris Harrison line was, <laughs> it was something to the effect of, will Cassie take him back or will he be a virgin forever? I thought that was funny. <laughs> and then my last question is sort of, what do you think changed for Cassie? We didn't totally see, we didn't get the full explanation for how her feelings changed from being so uncertain to being like, yeah, I love this person. I don't know. It's beyond me. That I mean, that's part of why this is so great. I think that she is going to be successful in her love life because if she, it seemed like they implied that what changed is that she believed in his love for her and she decided to accept it. I do think there is a huge shift that comes when you just make a decision. You reorient your whole attitude. Mm-hmm. And she she reoriented herself and she's like, okay, I have decided to accept this person's love. But damn, I mean, that was like, that was a lot of love, yeah. you know, and a lot of unconditional love and no seduction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I think she'll be successful in her love life, even if it isn't Colton, because it's a tremendous feat to be able to accept that. I haven't. I accept love from sociopaths. <laughs> You know, because there's that little edge of something interesting in there. <laughs> yeah. It's not just that things changed with regards to her and Colton. She seemed like a completely different person. Mm-hmm. My whole issue with Cassie throughout this season was that I could not figure out who she is. Not to say that now I've got it. You know, I know Cassie. But like, 
I could feel connected in a way to Colton's soul or to some of these other women's soul. Like I understood kind of intrinsically who they are. I could not get there with Cassie. Like I just couldn't. It was a completely blank slate. Then she came out on after the final rose. I was like, oh, I kind of know this person and she's wonderful. Like she was so high energy and laughing and just happy. She's like a happy, happy person. But I I can't put that together with earlier Cassie. They're like not the same person. Am I crazy? No, I think I, I see that a little bit. Yeah, Cassie seems not, she seems sort of um, surface in a way that is not, like not to say like she's shallow, but right. just like she's not, she doesn't give a lot of emotional depth right. easily. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. I actually kind of related to Cassie in that. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. Like I always liked her, but it's it was just so hard to gauge her. Like, yeah, just understand her. Mm. And now suddenly she's just like a flower yeah i just kind of wished maybe during the interview she had they had talked more about you know what had changed like what was her process of coming to accept this love because that's interesting i just never feel like they give satisfying answers i think she basically said i you know i saw what he was willing to do for me Mm -hmm. which is i guess that's true yeah he did do a lot for her but it's just odd because i i don't know if i would go from not being in love with somebody at all i shouldn't say at all but it's i don't think it was that i think it was she was incredibly in her head about the whole thing Uh uh-huh i don't think she had no feelings for him yeah um she just was you know not all in on bachelor world yeah she must have had some sort of feelings yeah just I'm happy for them. I really am. I wasn't expecting to be happy for them, but I am. I, ho- I wish I wish them the best. Yeah. I, I mean, talk about love's transformative power. Yeah. I was Love conquers all. I mean, Colton to me was also a mystery until these last few episodes. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I know Colton better than most other bachelors. Yes. He is so in focus. Yeah. He really wanted love, you mm-hmm. know? But there's just something fundamentally innocent about him. I yes. mean, he's really, I, I just think he's really doing his best. Yeah. He is so... He seems like a good person. And also even his like annoying Twitter kind of uh, is understandable to me now. Like I don't think he deals well with criticism necessarily. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he has that rough edge to be able to counter it and troll and brush it off. I bet he has felt very misunderstood and -hmm. attacked throughout this um, and just doesn't have the charisma to necessarily battle Mm -hmm. it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, because he's not particularly funny. Which is not, that's not a criticism. It's yeah. like, he'll tell you that. <laughs> he told me that. He did? You talked to him? Before the season, I was like, uh, you know, will we see sort of your fun side or whatever? Uh-huh. And he was like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a pretty serious guy. And he's serious about love. And he's serious about Cassie. Whenever he would talk to her, it would be like... He was just delivering the best speech of his whole life, you know, like he thought about those things in advance and he practiced them in the mirror like a little dork and then he (laughs) delivered them with all the confidence that love inspires. Yeah. God, it was great. It was great. All right. We're going to take a break and we're going to get into the episode. Okay, we're back. So the Colton and Cassie getting back together conversation seemed easier than I thought it was going to be. It was only like 12 minutes of the episode. The bench? The bench. Yeah, that's why I felt like at that point she felt coerced. Oh, because she... Emotionally coerced. Yeah. 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 Which, again, is not production's fault. Like, Colton wanted to do this. They had to do it Mm. this way. Great. But if you're in that situation, very hard to say no. Right. And it was the same thing, like, with the parents. She said, like, I feel bad that I can't give you what you were expecting. I love the idea that her meeting the family 
is just a series of interviews where the only purpose <laughs> is to judge her. <laughs> yeah, it, she was. It's like really Colton's in her head. army. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, were yeah. like going to come in, judge her, make her uncomfortable, mm -hmm. report back to Colton, and then have absolutely no influence. Yeah, because he's decided. Yeah. So that whole Which, thing was hilarious. He had decided. The speed of that conversation and how kind of easy it seemed to be was one of the things that you know surprised me in this episode. Like I thought it was going to be. Like I thought a good chunk of this episode was going to be him like trying to convince her. Uh-huh. But it wasn't, you know? It was just sort of he came and he's like, you know, he looked at her with those eyes and it's like, I love you. Any like I will do whatever you need me to do or uh -huh. whatever it was that he said. Take it day by day. Day by day. Yeah. Day by day. Yeah, so then they went to Spain where they were I think they were going to have the final rose ceremony right. there. Yeah. Um, what a good travel season this was. Yeah, this was. was a one to rival Juan Pablo's. Yeah. Vulture did a report yesterday of like what uh, tourism boards pay to be on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And uh, it changes a lot. But the city of Fort Lauderdale paid $313,000 to be featured on The Bachelor uh -huh. during your season. What do cooler cities pay? Uh, Richmond That's paid. Not a cooler city. It's not a cooler city. <laughs> but they paid $536,000. They gave good incentives to go to Richmond. Hilton Head paid $75,000. Oh, wow. So that's a huge difference. Yeah. But Hilton Head, they don't have to pay as much because that's an actual you know, travel destination. Um, the funny thing is, I actually loved being in Fort Lauderdale because if you think about what it really means to be on The Bachelor, I was just happy to be warm every day because yeah. you're in the hotel the whole time. And, so, and we were staying at W, which is a great hotel chain. So it was just warm, and then we had like a cool location, and then other than that, like it really didn't matter where we were. Mm -hmm. So I was all about Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, back to the show. I liked Colton's dad asking, you know, do you think you just want what you can't have? And I also I liked Colton's dad this week. He got very emotional talking about how he didn't want Colton's heart to be broken again, and you know he saw how much he had been in love and how devastated he was when he had broken up another time. But Colton said he would rather risk his heart getting broken than risk losing Cassie. I really loved how his mother looked like she hated Cassie <laughs> with a passion. Which, in that moment, I'm sure she did. Yeah, hated her. Yeah. Which is why them talking was just hysterical <laughs> to me. Because it's so unfair. You know, I mean, Cassie tried to do the right thing and mm -hmm. she did the right thing. It's not her fault that you know, Colton was hit by 85,000 of Cupid's arrows. <laughs> like, imagine her in that scenario being like, I'm so sorry that I messed up everyone's good time, but I just am not that into him. And I just, <laughs> I, I tried to leave and they won't let me leave. <laughs> she had, she had her bagged pack. She was like, I just can't wait to go home and see my family. Seriously. Again. Do you feel like Cassie's family all takes Christmas photos when they're all wearing matching pajamas and they all look exactly the same and they're all just blonde and they're wearing stripes and probably like reindeer antlers. I think that might be a little secular for them. So moving on to the fantasy <laughs> suite, they showed the- what? I loved this scene. It was great. It was so good from a production standpoint. It was fantastic, yes. Ugh, the demiking was, was brilliant. All of this was kicking the producers out was brilliant. He's like, I love you guys. But you gotta go. Oh my god, it was so believable. Yeah. It was so awesome. I recognize producer Megan Firestone. Oh, shout out to Megan Firestone. Yeah, shout out. Uh, she's great. 
it was just well, so yeah. well done. The cherry on top of the audio guy saying, good luck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Dude, I just love when they go behind the, ca- the, behind the curtain like that and show you production's presence. Mm-hmm. I just think it's great. You know, because the real story of what happens is actually more intriguing. I mean, we love the producers, that they're part of it. Mm-hmm. And so when you show that a little bit, it, it kind of makes everything make more sense in a way. And they're not these like nefarious little villains, you know, like on the edges of the screen. You know, they're part of the love story. And so to make it, it felt like a celebration. Yeah. You know? Right. Like they were all building to this moment. Yeah. Everybody seemed so excited, right? And mm-hmm. you could feel... Colton and Cassie's excitement. Mm-hmm. So what do you think happened in the fantasy suite? Whether they had sex or not? Yes. But also, what did they talk about? I'm blanking on both of these <laughs> things, man. <laughs> That's fine. I don't really care. Uh, I don't think it would have been in Colton's necessarily best interest to have had sex. Yeah. Because. Too that, much pressure. Too much pressure. He wasn't going to perform well. Yeah. And she was still nervous i mean yeah. i think she was like really buying it now like re- like on her way but that is a lot to take some dude's virginity when he's waited until the age of 26 or 27 yeah and is like so all in on you man i can't even imagine yeah. that situation yeah i think probably they just stayed up talking all night and just sort of like talked like in real terms about like what they are doing here yeah you know, that night maybe really could have changed the trajectory of their relationship. Like she maybe she came out of that, you know, mm-hmm. feeling much more reassured. Like, no, this is this could really happen. I really care about this guy. We'll make it work. Mm-hmm. And then since this was a two hour episode with really only, uh, you know, 40 minutes of real content, they had to have a panel of basically random people just basically speculating on Colton's sexual performance in the fantasy suite. Again, this probably comes back to my state of mind, but I thought that this was awesome. Everybody was just shouting fake things at each other <laughs> for like 10 minutes, just shouting yeah. fake things. I mean, how, fake, what how do you mean, fake awesome things? it is. They all put on their best host voice. They're like, Chris, you know what? <laughs> Chris, I think Colton did what's best for Colton. Uh, they had sex. They didn't. I think they had sex. I think it was probably a pretty good time. But you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like just, just fake. Yeah. Nah. Like just gross. One line, like one liners about like every time people talk about premature ejaculation, I just talk think about this this Norm Macdonald joke. Which, if you are familiar with this late night clip, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's always embarrassing to me to watch people talk about this kind of stuff. I don't really want to. To think about cold and ejaculating anymore. <laughs> so we're gonna go to a break. Okay. Do you think there's anything from their uh, their first public appearance? You know, when they came out on the couch that we haven't really hit on yet. No, they're just really sweet. It was really sweet. Mm-hmm. It was, it felt brief. You know. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't really get into it too much, but maybe they just wanted to let them have this nice moment. Cassie is just so lovely when she laughs. Yeah. She, yeah, that's like, I kind of get why Colton fell so in love with her because now, she's yeah. just like, she just is like fun. She just seems like fun to be around. Uh huh. And also kind of reticent, which is also like, oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who will laugh, but not, you know, be like real affectionate. Uh huh. That's perfect. So that's me. what I'm talking about, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I get their relationship now. Mm-hmm. I thought it ended on a weird note with Air Supply. Uh, Air yeah, Supply. I mean... So Air Supply <laughs> is this soft rock band from the seventies and eighties who are not particularly, you know, fondly remembered. Like this is not a like that song was like not a song that is like in the collective memory, you know. No. Like I guess I read about it. Like I read the Wikipedia, and I was. It, I guess it was a hit in like nineteen eighty three. When like went to nine, number two or something, and it's like showed up every now and then. Right. But it's not like here I go again. That would be like a better. Oh, like if they song. had White Snake come out, that would have been every a better. Every time I moved to a new place, I listened to that song. <laughs> what song would you want to be playing for your after the final rose, or what band? Oh, that's a great question. I was. I don't think they've ever done this before. So I, I do. You, who do you think? I would hire a band called Bon Journey. Bon Journey. Yeah, it's a cover Ooh. band that does Bon Jovi and Journey. <laughs> <laughs> I've and, seen them twice in concert. Okay, and what would they play? <laughs> Maybe Here I Go Again, even though that's by Whitesnake, but they also <laughs> sing other yeah. songs. Yeah. Uh, no, Faithfully is my favorite 70s, 80s, you know, wonderfully crap 80s song. Mm. Right. Okay. Love, love that song. Okay. I don't know. Th- I don't think I know that song. Faithfully, oh. maybe I do. Is it? It's a Bon Jovi. Oh, it's a Journey song. song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wouldn't go for Don't Stop Believing. No, it's too cliche. Too cliche. I love that song. Great it's too song. Cliche. Yeah. Especially because it's played in the Sopranos finale. I would have Method Man come out. Method Man and Mary J. Blige, and they would do. Uh, hey. You're all I need <laughs> to get by. <gasps> Beautiful hip hop love song. Beautiful. So then we moved on to uh, the beginning of Hannaby's season of The Bachelorette, and. I am concerned about Hannah B's inability to talk. Yeah, you should be concerned. She could not sort her thoughts out. It wasn't that endearing. I no. mean, it was kind of. But after a while, it's like, it's got kind of frustrating. It was yeah. 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 You got to maybe like get coached on this a little bit or just like, I mean, I'm criticizing her from a place where I take a long time to figure out what I'm trying to say. I get it but I'm not The Bachelorette. But not really. A lot of people find that relatable. I don't. Not to say that I'm like super eloquent or anything, but I just mean, I find somebody like Becca Kufrin to be relatable. She's like the definition of relatable to me. Very grounded, down to earth. You know, you get her. Mm-hmm. You get her. She kind of is like the all-American yeah. kind of girl. Hannah, mm-hmm. <laughs> not so sure. Hannah might not be aspirational. Yes, I think that's yeah exactly the problem. Too normal. <laughs> Or something. Because everybody likes to talk about their anxiety mm-hmm. and what a hot mess they are, mm-hmm. whether they really are or not. They do. I don't know if I want to go down this road. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's interesting because she's like, I just feel immense pressure to be perfect. I'm like, well, that's interesting because yeah. that's not what's necessarily <laughs> conveyed. <laughs> anyway, so they, uh, I don't like when they do this preview thing. Where they introduced five, five guys. guys. The first time they did this was on Nick and Vanessa's finale because mm-hmm. Nick and Vanessa were so depressing together that they were <laughs> like, we got to get them off of here fast. <laughs> like, we don't, ever, you're bumming us out. Just <laughs> move on. I just noticed your note talking about Hannah B that says, I hated her guys. <laughs> And I did. I hated her guys. They were all so lame. Oh, I hated her. I, I wrote it as, I hated her, comma, guys. No, like, no, no. Okay. No, 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 no. I hated her guys. Awful. Yeah. Just awful. Yeah. I mean, one of them, the stool guy kind of terrified me from like, a, he looks like he will never let his wife 
he's talking about equality, mm-hmm. but she kind of interrupted him and he looked like he wanted to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He must have been like 6'7", right? Or like 6'6". Six, six. Oh, was he? Because she was wearing heels. And he still overshot the And he still, you know, she still needed the step stool to get. Uh-huh. He seemed like he was very tall. Yes. He seems like he goes to country clubs a lot, but not- yeah. But no, not even country clubs. He seems like he goes to old colonial type bars mm. and smokes cigars and, yeah. and has a Bible by his. Well, maybe not even. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember much about that guy other than he was very tall. Seems like he's in skulls and bones, like like a Skull and like bones, a yeah, like yeah. very old school. I don't yeah. know. I, I can't use my words. I'm I'm I have no reason yeah. to criticize anyone else now. And then uh, I don't know. I just thought they were all like the first guy. He was just like two something. <laughs> Yeah, and then the sex joke. The sex joke. I hated that sex well, joke. Here's it was the thing. gross. It's not the moment in today's culture to make a sex joke from a man to a woman. Yeah. I don't think. It just felt a little misplaced. And just like Hannah is not like that. Yeah. It felt a little bit out of character. Like he was trying to take a risk <laughs> and like it didn't right, to make a to make an impression. I think Dean made a sex joke the first time he came out. No, he said, I'm ready to go black and I'm never going back. Oh, okay. Which is a, yeah, not a great line, but. I mean, it depends on how it's received, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't say that. The guy rapping was like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's terrible. And then he got the. And then he got the rose, which is also not good that somebody is going in with a rose on the first night, already having a rose going in. I mean, it could be good in terms, like, it's going to create Some drama and tension in the house. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. If I would have been hard. I'd be so annoyed. Like, I have to give a rose to one of these dudes. <sighs> yeah. It's not a first impression, Rose. No. Good. And that guy who got the rose, he wasn't quite ready for TV yet. His suit, suit was too big. His yeah, suit was too big. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's sort of, like, he dressed himself, you know? He didn't, he didn't go to a stylist or anything. Yeah. He just went to men's warehouse mm-hmm. and got a suit. I think Hannah right now is exactly the time when she's going to be bad at this, mm-hmm. when it's all sort of speech giving, toast giving, um, performative stuff. I think she'll be better over time mm-hmm. when it's just her becoming comfortable with these people and being herself. Yeah. Which is what we saw on the show. We, as we saw right. her get more comfortable on the show, right. we liked her a lot more. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned. No, I think it'll be fine. It was interesting to see, like, this is a real person. I mean... I'm always surprised when this is not a dig at Becca, but I, I kind of relate to Becca in the sense like Becca did so well, like she was so polished. And when I think of Becca, I like put myself in that situation. Like, would I be that polished? And I think you just kind of rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to see a friend go in because you're like, wow, you just killed that. Is that like, we're <laughs> able to just do that? And then you see Hannah and you're like, no, this is difficult. Yeah. And she, man, she was not cut out for that. And and the awkward pause and even the audience like wasn't really clapping very hard. It was just full on cringy awful but that was kind of awesome yeah kind of an awesome way to end this yeah. awesome season yeah. okay not awesome season well awesome let's talk let's talk about that yeah so final thoughts on the season like how do you feel about this i think it was pretty bad until until fantasy suites and then it turned into one of the best seasons like those three episodes were amazing mm-hmm. um this is one of the best finales i think ever yeah I can't think of another one that's better. Oh, Arian, Arian. Well, that was better for a very different reason. Yeah. It wasn't no, that's joyful. True. That's true. Yeah. yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Just in terms of a like a surprisingly well-earned happy ending. Right. This was like a fireworks finale show. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. I think looking back, I think this is going to go down as a good season. Yeah. Even in terms of, um, you know, like mid-season episodes, there were still some good ones. Like Kaylin's. Uh, 
I wish <laughs> I'm undercutting my point by not being able to remember <laughs> the other good episode, but there was one. Sure. <laughs> I really think it was saved by the believability in the end. Yeah. Everything makes a kind of sense. Like it really wrapped up well. And then that reflected back on the rest of the season, which mm-hmm. was really needed because it was a rough go for a while there. Yeah. You think Cassie and Colton will be together forever? I don't know. I mean, for a while. You think for a while? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're they're convincing now. But yeah. They are still real young. Yeah. This is a hard year. You know, it looks like everything is just flowers and rainbows for them right now. And in certain ways it is. But they're also getting so much heat. And there's just so much angst associated. And it mm-hmm. is kind of hard to have a partnership. Like, I think that my angst going through The Bachelor ruined a couple of my relationships hmm. this year. They were not nearly as strong as theirs are, but they're getting so much more, so much more mm-hmm. criticism, so much like dumped on constantly. And that is just, that's just hard to deal with. So if you can make it through that, then I think, and and, and I think in some ways that's what makes Bachelor couples strong. They go through a mm. lot. And if they can make it through those challenges, then they can, they've forged something out of yeah. steel. At least she knows that he is, like there wasn't anybody else. Because I know for other couples, like Ben Higgins and Lauren, mm-hmm. like Lauren struggled with, the fact that he told Jojo he also oh, left really? her. She never really got over that. Oh, yikes. Um, but there's video proof mm-hmm. of how much he is devoted to Cassie. So that will help. Yeah. Colton is somebody that is trustworthy. Yeah. That is for sure. Yeah. It was kind of funny when they would, like when Cassie was with his family, she would throw out her good deeds kind of like, and then I left because I wanted him to find his happy ending. <laughs> She would like turn to the whole family and say that. (laughs) And they did a little bit of that, which I thought was hilarious. Maybe they're perfect for each other. (laughs) I wish them nothing but the best. Yeah. And so uh, what's next for you? What do you got going on? I mean, I got into school. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm still waiting to hear from another school. So I don't know where I'm going to be next year, but... Theoretically, I will be in a PhD program. All right. Yay. Yay. We can't say whether or not we'll be back for The Bachelorette yet. Mm -hmm. But uh, so in the meantime, please stay subscribed. We will say that. Yeah, we're thinking we might. Yeah, we might. Yeah. And TV God has some other great podcasts in the works. So uh, stay tuned. So I'm Liam Matthews. I'm Jacqueline Trumbull. This has been a beautiful podcast to fall in love. We hope you fell in love. We love you. Bye. Whether it's a new Netflix original, the latest season of a long-running network drama, or a reevaluation of a legendary comedy series, TV Guide is the place for fans to come and find out about their favorite shows and movies. And, with our help, discover some new favorites as well. From our Watch This Now recommendations and newsletter, to our WTF Just Happened video series, TV Guide is the premier hub for people who love TV as much as we all do to come and hang out. Visit us at tvguide.com, follow us on social media at TV Guide, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tv guide for all this great free content and let us help you find your next binge